0: Hello and welcome back into the Savage Situation podcast. It's your host here Adam Savage. Good to have you guys here. And we've had such an amazing couple of seasons. We're back with a third season. Now I have a co-host every week Ian Chambers and we've got so much coming your way. And we have guests coming on. We're talking about the gaming world as well as, you know, things like online, lifestyle, sport as well. So it kind of encapsulates kind of everything that we like, and we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Now, one thing that's really going to help grow the show and expand to a bigger audience and broaden its horizons is if you guys do leave a review. It's really important to subscribe and follow to make sure you never miss an episode, but reviews are so key to getting us as high up the charts as humanly possible so that everyone can hear our brilliant podcast that you guys are obviously a massive part of as well. Uh, Do make sure to leave a five-star review if you can. That'd be amazing with a comment as well, and hopefully it'll boost our show to out of space and beyond. Enjoy this new episode. It's a banger, if I do say so myself. I would say that though, but genuinely, enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Savage Situation Gaming Podcast. I'm Adam Savage, and as a host across eSports and video games, I've been lucky to work alongside a ton of brilliant people, and I like to think I've gained a very unique insight into how the gaming world works. Whether you're a gamer, someone who used to play as a kid, has slightly lost touch, or you're simply curious because you heard that gaming can sometimes make you Hollywood money from your bedroom, this podcast is absolutely for everyone. Now, during lockdown, I've been chatting to special guests from pro gamers to streamers to the influencers who've become the faces of the industry, all about how they started and the experiences they've had in this ever-evolving world. Be sure to subscribe, please, to be notified when new episodes are uploaded. And let's meet my guest today. Over 23 million subscribers, 16 plus billion video views and almost 3,500 videos posted. And I'm delighted to say that Dan TDM has finally realized his biggest dream and joins me today on the Savage Situation. <laughs> Dan, I'm here. here. Hello, I can't believe it, <laughs> mate. This is—we uh, were just saying this before we start recording. I think this is your first ever podcast.
1: It is indeed, yeah, first ever podcast experience. So I feel, I feel, go easy on me. I
0: will, but I also feel absolutely honoured right now. This is this is the first one. So <laughs> uh, thank you for saving um, saving it for this. It's Okay, mate. F- first things first. I mean, 2020. What a what a Wild year this has been. How how I'll say yeah? <laughs>
1: wild is a good good adjective.
0: How, how um how has your year been? I mean, what with luck and everything? How has everything been for you? You are you are you well? How's 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 the last few months been?
1: I'm good. Yeah, it's been a well unique experience, and our experience is a bit more unique because we also have a son. Yeah, who was born. He was in January. So it was like three, two or three months before. The whole country lockdown, yeah. So that made it even more unique, I think.
0: Fatherhood in general, and, and speaking from experience, it's a little bit of a roller yeah. coaster. Uh, it's a bit wild. It's a little bit, a yeah. little bit, bit crazy, um, and but it, everyone has different experiences. I don't think one person has the same kind of like you know every every baby's different, got different wants and needs. It's just like you know, I think every single dad knows that kind of that zombie kind of like three in the morning rocking backwards and forwards. She's going, come on,
1: just come on, yeah. just one
0: cup. The next one, just fall asleep, please, please.
1: Yeah. Gosh. Um I always have the this the mentality they will fall asleep eventually. <laughs> eventually they will fall asleep. You just don't know when that's going to be. <laughs> it, they
0: have to sleep everyone has to sleep. So eventually they'll do it. Yeah. But I mean um I mean yeah, it has it's been a wild year and of course, you know, as you said like during lockdown, you know, it's 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 been it's been so so strange and it's uh hopefully we are coming out the back of it now. But I want I want I mean I want to take you back to to where it began for you really because we've got so much to talk about because okay. you've had the most I've been very lucky to work with you on, on some projects in the past. I know the amazing experiences you've had and how it all began. I want to talk about kind of like Dan growing up Hampshire, lovely part of the world by the way. Um what was it mm. like there as a kid and how did it all begin with you and playing video games?
1: So interesting. I I was born in um Aldershot, but we didn't stay there that long because my dad was um dad works for for the army. Mm-hmm. So Older shot is an army town and we just kind of moved from army town to army town so I didn't really settle in one place until more well, they split up really and then we moved <laughs> me and my mum moved to like the Midlands area yeah. and then I stayed there until about two years ago so it was a good 10 year stint at least.
0: How did you first find you know what was your avenue into you know gaming what was your kind of first console games had it all
1: kind of kick off? I think, I'm pretty sure the first console was the SNES, so the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. I'm pretty sure that's what it, stand, it stands for. Yeah. yeah, that was my first first console, and shared it with my brother. Me and my brother were were gamers, and we'd always play games together. Even if it was like a single-player game, there'd be one playing, one watching, and then we just rotate. Um, and it's more the fact that because my dad was so busy, he was always out... Um, me and my brother ended up being really close, and then and we still are now. Still play games together now, but that's what we did back when we were like, I can't remember when the the Snes came out, but from a really young age, like seven, it's like
0: 90, 90, 91, maybe like two. That kind of that it was uh, it was definitely early ni- It was definitely early nineties.
1: Yeah, so so from an early age, we've both really bonded over video games, I guess.
0: That's, I mean, it's such a, it's such an amazing thing, isn't it? Because you, a lot of people talk about that, how gaming kind of brought them closer or kind of brought them together. I had the same kind of experience. I mean, I mean, the Super Nintendo for me as well was like, a, was a, I was a definitely a Nintendo kid. I wasn't, I wasn't a Mega Drive. I wasn't really a Sega guy. I had friends who played like Mega Drives and things, but I was yeah. more like a, I was, I was a, a Nes and SNES kid all the way. I mean, what was, what were some of your kind of favorite games? Do you remember any of the, the best ones that you used to play on the, on the Super Nintendo?
1: Yeah, the ones that stick in my brain are obviously the Super Mario games. Mm-hmm. Always like every single one of those. Yeah,
0: they had like a. I'm trying to think which one. They had like a Mario All Stars. Did you ever have that? It had like all. Like... i was
1: just about to say. I was like, I'm, I'm trying to think of one that had it all on one cassette. Yeah, that, that even that sounds odd. Is it called a yeah. cassette?
0: I think it's a cartridge, but you cassettes. Cartridge. Fine. That's I'm what I'm looking for. There are some people <laughs> listening going uh what's a cassette <laughs> i know i know oh but, oh, I mean, I mean, but cut those cut every time you had the one you had to blow into it, it it made no difference but still you blew into it hoping that it would work the next sometime
1: company. though yeah sometimes it would work and then you'd sometimes be like it would
0: i'm in i'm in i've logged on the, yeah. ma- the mainframe i'm in it's like the matrix <laughs> yeah. trying to get in
1: yeah all stars with pretty much all the games all the super mario games it had loads of them on there yeah, but yeah we we rinsed that hmm. so much
0: was it was it was platform gaming quite a bit like obviously it's like a platform game, isn't it? Really, Mario. So Would you always say yeah. that platform is was, were you, your kind of like your thing? Were you kind of playing like dabbling into fighting games or kind of racing games? Was it always that kind of that like, kind of genre of game? We
1: kind of played a mix of everything, really. Like Super Mario sticks out, and then a console that really sticks out to me is the Dreamcast. Oh, the God. amount of hours that we spent on the Dreamcast, and we also had lots of them as well because I think they were notorious for not being the most stable console. But one, we'd play it until it breaks, and (laughs) mum would be like, and mum would go and get another one, like again. (laughs) But then I'm pretty sure we had like three or four, just because we loved it so much. Like my some of my favorite games of all time are on there. Mm -hmm. We'd play anything, like platformers, fighting games, like Street Fighters on the the Snes as well. Yeah, Street Fighter Turbo Two, I think.
0: It's weird how with Street Fighter, even though it's kind of pretty much the same game, bar a few little tweaks. Like it, like we everyone mm. kept buying every like supercharged Street Fighter two Turbo Plus nine like <laughs> yeah. it, was just, it was just ridiculous but they were all it they is, all did yeah. feel that much faster that much better didn't they they were really really good games
1: yeah we play we play pretty much anything N sixty four big one as well love that console
0: yeah I mean the the one that comes out I mean everyone loves a bit of Goldeneye. that was the one that everyone kind of talked towards yeah. that regular Banjo Kazooie was a big one yeah um, there were some there was we some-
1: were more on the Pokemon stadiums Pokemon Snap okay um earthworm gym yeah uh, i'm pretty oh sure it was on n64 God, mate
0: earthworm gym was an absolute dream come true for me because it was so, so good it was so mad like, that was that kind of era where like um there were cartoons like ren and stimpy everything was a little bit wild and yeah. wacky and and earthworm gym was that perfect kind of like gaming hybrid of wackiness but like a really fun platformer as well
1: yeah exactly like the whole ed ed and eddie vibe i don't know if you remember watching that
0: yeah I do, I do, I do. I mean, I mean, so, so you, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's great. I mean, you're, I think we were the first guests this series, season who's brought up the Dreamcast. It's kind of like it was kind of really. Like, it was kind of like a, a hidden treasure, like some kind of because some played um Sega did another system as well. Was it um the Sega Saturn? That's what I'm thinking of. The Sega Saturn yeah. came up. I know the Dreamcast was after that. I remember the Dreamcast had. I used to. I, used, I had a job way back in the day, um, at Blockbuster Video. Oh, Blockbuster, Ooh. old school. And they had a, they had a few kind of like, yeah, they were used to kind of showcase games on the Dreamcast on the TVs. Then there was like a few kind of like crazy like plane games and I know, flying around. It was it, yeah. was, it was a pretty cool system.
1: I feel like, I think it was Sega's last one as well. I could be completely wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it was. And um, it, I think it was one of the first consoles that actually had like a, a LAN port in it as well, where you could, an Ethernet port, sorry, where you could play LAN and also play online. Yeah, I'm pretty sure right. it was one of the first of those. And for like graphics wise, it was way ahead of everyone else because it was it was 3D, but it was really good 3D. Yeah. Like, even now I'd look at it and be like, yeah, that's that's pretty good for its time.
0: <laughs> you're like That is that is banging for the for the 90s. <laughs> yeah. so I mean, that, that's pretty great. It's like when Toy Story came out and you kind of went, whoa, this is cartoons now. Yeah, it's the same thing with on. games. Hold on a second. This is yeah. This is like early nineties. This how's this possible? This is this is this is crazy magic. It's witchcraft.
1: Yeah, Dreamcast um, was a legendary console.
0: No oh man, it, it really was. It really was. So I mean, it's fair to say that I guess growing up, then you had you had like kind of a whole different. Bunch of different systems. You bounce around from you know the snares to Dreamcast to you know the the N sixty
1: four. I mean, did you had, yeah Mega Drive as well? I think we had at one point too. Was it always
0: like your outside of your brother? Were you all kind of did you have like a friendship circle as well? Who were also very like kind of gaming like like minded like yourself? Were you kind of like one of only a few people you knew who really kind of got into games that 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 much?
1: I think it was only really me and my brother. We used to live in a, a really small village. And, and when I say small, I'm talking like from in our school, from year one to year six, there were like 30 people. So like really <laughs> tiny. What? In, in year six, there was me and one other person. Sh- Dad, sh-
0: two of you in year six?
1: <laughs> two.
0: Mate, that is a small so village. So I came
1: from a very, very small village. So yeah. <laughs> not many, there weren't many people full stop. And then narrowed it down to people that had video games. That was also very, uh, very low. But I feel like when we moved out of that village, which was about like, I think PS2 had just come out. And I think gaming at that point was just getting bigger and bigger. And yeah, I just, we we found a lot more people that are into video games, definitely. But no, before that, it was mainly me and my brother on the old two player games.
0: It's i mean that's that's i mean that's how it all starts isn't it? it's, it's kind of playing playing loud I, mean, I I'm just trying to picture dan Dan you know mini Dan year six Dan just him and one other person in the classroom <laughs> thinking that is just. I can't even imagine the class sizes these days are extraordinary, like extraordinarily exactly, large, yeah, like ten and, times the size. I mean, least. that is that is wild. So you, could, I mean, you went to you, you, you finished school, like you know, obviously secondary school and such as well. You obviously mm. kind of PlayStation Two and things. But what, what was your kind of, and um, when you finished kind of school, did you, did you kind of go, did you kind of think at the time, you know, I want to make games, like kind of my career, I want to do this for, you know, always, was it always just something you did for fun, and you had other kind of other ideas of what you want to do when you grew up.
1: Um. No, video games were never in my, like, long-term career goals. I think while I was growing up, like, video games are so big now. Like, Mm. the whole industry is just absolutely massive compared to back when, even when I was leaving secondary school, which is kind of wild to think about. And um, I would always be searching for, like, the the quality control kind of jobs, like, games tester. That was the dream job. But there were so few of them and so few then hiring that, it was just like a a one in a million kind of job, so I always looking, and I'd always go on like um, Sega's website, Square Enix, all these all these massive companies trying to see if they have a a, a quality control kind of, of job ready. But no, it's so, it was such a small industry back then that. Well, compared to now anyway that there were just none available yeah and i think i was probably not old enough but still <laughs> i was still looking just in case
0: yeah i guess i guess you're right because back then obviously this is this is we're talking like pre pre youtube or pre the internet really so there was there wasn't many, yeah outside of designing games a tester was like the next best thing wasn't it it was kind of something you could go yeah through. i could easily just yeah play games for a living get paid for it you're damn right exactly like if,
1: if you didn't know how to code a game that's the only other. That's the only other job you had. There's no social media. Maybe advertising would be in there a little bit, but not on the scale now. It's literally,
0: just... literally, make it or play it.
1: Those are your options. <laughs> yeah, that is
0: gaming. That's yeah. gaming in that kind of that kind of time period. I mean, that it really was that. I mean, I want I want to talk about this the, the the transition. I mean, I, I mean, I'm okay. I'm fascinated about the kind of the, the the way you went from then, kind of like wanting to be a game tester into creating like a a youtube channel and and finding mm-hmm. a place there? i mean cuz i guess people would assume that things started for you with like minecraft which is what you're very very renowned for yeah. but what how did it how did it actually start
1: so i've always since the internet came out always been fascinated with the internet it's just as soon as that came out and we got it even from like dial up days when it would take 30 seconds just to load one single image i've been absolutely fascinated with just the whole online How people can create stuff online, even, like, all the way back to Flash cartoons, where people would upload stuff to sites like... Oh, the name escapes me. uh, Newgrounds. Still around now, but that was, like, the OG place to go where anyone could create anything and put it up there, be it games, images, or um, animations. That's very
0: cool. Kind of, like, MySpace for gamer people.
1: Yeah, it's still around now, but I think YouTube's kind of take obviously taken over now yeah but and then i remember youtube coming out i was obsessed with animation for ages i'd always be drawing always be making animations but then you have nowhere to put them unless you sat someone in front of your video in front of your monitor yeah but then youtube came along i think animation short form video was huge at that point i'd upload like small little stop motion videos which is where you take a picture move the move a clay model take a picture and then run them together you know like the Wallace and Gromit style of I animation
0: had, I had no idea you did I mean that that's that's
1: that's, that's a that's a golden fact right there that
0: is that is a bit <laughs> a, that's a nugget of magic right that's there.
1: that's it that's it yeah do you remember
0: what the a do you remember what the kind of the the story the narrative was of your stop animation and and be like was it a um was it a at all kind of weird for you uploading things that you'd made for people to see and people watching things that you'd made at all
1: yeah really strange some of them got a little bit of traction as well compared to how popular youtube was at the time and like you you'd upload it to youtube but then you go on like an animation forum and be like hey check out my my animation because forums were were bigger than youtube at that time (laughs) hey check out my animation
0: i love that i love that it's perfect (laughs) Was there ever kind of like a, was there ever a particular kind of storyline that you always had in your stop animation or was it kind of just pretty basic stuff?
1: Not really. It was pretty basic, really random actually, because they take so long to make. They wouldn't, um, because the process was so long to make a stop motion. You would, um, the stories would be really short, like 10, 20 seconds. i can't remember any of them off the top
0: of my head so you you make you make these animations and obviously you know you're getting a bit of feedback from the animation Mm -hmm. community which i'm fascinated about the animation Mm -hmm. community and then because i remember i remember seeing um a few bits before about before you created your the channels we know like the diamond minecart and such
1: if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of
0: all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all a team is only as good as its weakest link so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost
1: and the FDA. You,
0: yeah. well, you were quite into Pokemon trading cards.
1: weren't you? Massively. Did, so, didn't, you have yeah. like a,
0: didn't you have like a Pokemon channel that you first kicked things off with?
1: Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> it's is still it? It's still there. Perfect. Yep, it's still there. Okay. Um, This is quite a bit after the the animation stuff. It was... Oh, when did I start playing that? So my stuff... I got Me and Jem really got into the Pokemon trading card game. So everyone knows Pokemon cards. Like absolutely everyone. Yep. But not many people know there's actually a game you can play with them. <laughs> like, <laughs> with full rules, there's a whole tournament circuit, massive... Um, Maybe not massive, but there's a, a, a pretty decent-sized community that would go to tournaments. I would travel to other countries to play. And then what? there was a, only a handful of people. I can, I can only think of a, two, three people that would make YouTube videos on strategies and how they did at tournaments. Cards they think were good. Um, cards that were coming out that they thought that were good. So, yeah, I thought, you know what? I'm going to give that a go. And in the community of Pokemon trading card game players, it actually was quite a popular channel. <laughs> <laughs> so you you fil- you were filming your hands like opening
0: packs or play or giving like tactics. not even
1: that sometimes yeah so we play games just because people wanted to know uh, what was in your deck or what kind of strategies you were using but most of it was like analyzing cards and analyzing decks so it was more like. A bit more advanced than a PowerPoint presentation, but along that style. So there's no face for ages. Um, just, I think I called it... So the channel was called Pokeman Dan, level Brilliant. 45. Brilliant. Which you can still go and find if you want. <laughs> I, I, I'm i and... definitely going to
0: check it. I'm going to subscribe, man. I, I mean, it, <laughs> oh, yes. it could be new content any day now. So I'm jumping off. Any
1: day. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had this series called Pokey Class because it was kind of like a presentation... It was like an educational kind of style of video, I guess.
0: Back then, as well, obviously the you know, YouTube in general was like there was there was there wasn't a ton of people. I guess people were still yeah. trying to find it and stuff. Did you have? Did you see numbers start to gradually pick up? Or, or, or back then was it all about subscribers. Like, what was it for you? That you was it quite exhilarating making the videos and seeing people kind of like comment and get involved with them.
1: Yeah, it's more the creation. Like, I'm obsessed with. I'm such. I'm such a creative mind. Like, if you give me something academic, I really struggle with that kind of stuff. Or, like, reading books, I I don't really do because it's very bland to me. But give me an opportunity to create anything with something, and I'll do it. And that's that was what I was doing. I think I was doing it, like, once a week at the time. So at the weekends, I'd look forward to making this video every week. And then, yeah, the, you'd be able to power it, the traffic through, like, Pokemon card forums and and websites and yeah it just kind of uh, went went from there really
0: we transitioned from like pokemon cards then onto mm-hmm. like video games i mean what was what was how did that happen what was what was the kind of like the the moment in which you thought okay i'm gonna start making videos about games because i've always loved them and that's what i'd like to do
1: so with pokemon obviously the pokemon games are way more popular than the cards mm-hmm. um red and blue and start... red, and, red and blue red and blue that's it that's the stuff <laughs> and i think i made i did make a few gameplay videos on that channel just to kind of dabble in it i was more interested in like how to capture that because all i was doing was the editing side because it was just like a powerpoint kind of presentation um but i was really interested in the technicalities of capturing a game commentating over it and how you do that so i think i started on there was a pokemon training card game for game boy So I played that and uploaded it to that channel. So that was a gameplay series. then Pokemon Stadium. So it was still Pokemon related, but it was dabbling in the video game um, commentary kind of style instead. Was there a big
0: difference in the reception for the videos that were kind of based more around the video game side of things, as opposed to kind of like the more kind of card based stuff you were doing?
1: I'm pretty sure at the time they got more views just because they were a bit more like the Pokemon stuff For the cards, sorry. The the card stuff was a little bit more current, so it would go out of date quite quickly because the state of the game would change. So certain videos would then just not be applicable to the current state of what cards were out because some would not be playable anymore after Mm -hmm. a certain amount of time. So those views would be strongest in the first week to a month and then they just kind of drop because there's no point watching them anymore because they're not relevant to the to the game whereas the video game stuff is evergreen pretty much you can just stay there and, and garner views i'm trying
0: to i'm trying to put myself in your shoes like you know 10 you know, mm-hmm. 10 years ago do views even matter Did you even care about views then was that even a, a, a no. big factor
1: No, no no that's more of me now going backwards and analyzing it whereas then I would still you obviously still would have the view count. I'm I'm pretty sure if if like a poker class episode, that was my flagship series um on that channel. If that got 10,000 views, that was a that was an absolute banger of a video. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was an amazing one. But um then I would upload kind of the video game stuff in between just to kind of test it out and just like I said for the fun of just making the video and the challenge technically of making it. And um yeah, kind of. Yeah, snowballed from there, I guess.
0: Did you? And when did, was there? A, was there a moment when you said, "Right, I'm going to stop making videos on the Pokemon channel. I'm going to create a brand new YouTube channel and focus on something completely different now."
1: I didn't stop. I did both at the same time. So oh, multi. I had. The po- I know, impossible now, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did it go? I did because the Pokemon channel was earning me some money not necessarily through AdSense, but I would get like the Poker Class episodes were sponsored by a online trader car- card game shop.
0: Oh, okay. So okay. they
1: would sponsor the beginning of the video, which means at the beginning I'd be like, oh, Poker Class is sponsored by um, this particular trading card game shop. And they would pay me a certain amount. So I would actually be earning money from that channel. And then when it switched was when the Diamond Minecart took over the views and subs and right, essentially okay. the money that i was earning from the pokemon channel i just didn't have time to
0: juggle both because that's that's that really interests me as well as that kind of that financial aspect of like you know back then were you kind of suddenly thinking hold on a second there's i'm playing games here and there's a way to mm-hmm. make money which isn't playing them or making them as we chatted about earlier on so here's a yeah. new opportunity to to create something to make money. About. did you suddenly think hold on you know epiphany eureka moment this could be actually be a career or was it just like you were just doing something for fun at the time and you'll think about the future later
1: yeah it was more the size in terms of subs and views at, well subs at that point um, because as the subs would grow on the diamond minecart channel that would then have to become the priority because there's more people there that want more content mm-hmm. so I, I there was a point where I had to be like I I can't do both at the same time i have to prioritize one and obviously the one that has the most subs and the most growth at the moment and i started playing the pokemon training card game less yeah and um dedicated way more time to the diamond minecart channel because i was doing two videos a day at that point on the oh, just the diamond minecart channel the, the grind is real my friend wow Ugh, i don't even lot. know how i did that no i mean, mean, and you were using like you know
0: Early, early, no, well, I guess like uh, the early 10s, like editing software, which is nothing like it is 10 yeah. years later as well. That's a that's a that's a lot of rendering. <laughs> a
1: lot of yeah. like All doing everything myself or thumbnails, the recording, the editing, absolutely everything. I don't know. I don't know how I did that. There must have been,
0: I guess, for every creator, there's like a, there's a, there's a game changer moment, a moment where you kind of mm-hmm. go from making videos casually and kind of getting a little bit of money here and there, but suddenly like yeah. there's, there's, there's a bang, there's a, there's a big boom in something or other. Do you remember the kind of like the, the time and the moment in your life, or like the the particular video or or the, a sort of happening that you kind of thought, wow, this is actually starting to get pretty wild now.
1: The moment for me that sticks in my brain, there, there's a few things. So there was a guy. Called Skyder's Minecraft, who was the biggest by far Minecraft youtuber um, on YouTube, like killing it, absolutely destroying it. And if you watched Minecraft videos, you watch Skyder 's Minecraft, mm-hmm. and he commented on one of my videos once, and that like I woke up like before i 'd be able to wake up to maybe five emails for our, for like a new sub or a new comment. but I remember waking up and I was like, Why do I have Hundreds of emails. <laughs> what <laughs> has happened? And I had to go back through just to try and find what happened. And I went back to the earliest one and there was like, Sky does Minecraft comment on your video. And then that would automatically send traffic. The way YouTube worked back then is it would send traffic to that video. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was, it was Cupquake as well. A YouTuber called I has Cupquake gave me a shout out in one of her videos. And from then, and just a couple videos hitting the algorithm properly, it just went like... A rocket. in yeah literally like a rocket cuz like before the channel was a year or old i want to say it was on a million but i don't know if that's true but it was quick like within a year that was my full-time job <laughs> wow so can i really i mean can I? i mean a year is nothing really so it
0: kind of happened over i mean that's a huge yeah. amount of growth so quickly so i guess when you mm-hmm. have those shout outs as well you've suddenly got all this new traction not only is youtube promoting the video but it's also you've got all these new subscribers who are notified when a new video is yeah. live and therefore you know it ha- it's like like a snowball effect it suddenly had you know spikes with the views and it gets promoted more and it suddenly you're making yeah. And back then, there weren't that many people doing it still. So it must have just been crazy. Yeah,
1: and even, like, Twitch was tiny back then. YouTube was, was gaining traction in the gaming space specifically. But you still weren't aware that people were making money and, and turning it into a job, like a career, because it was so fresh and new. Like, you would watch YouTubers, but you wouldn't be aware that... I don't, even, I, I don't even think some of the YouTubers I was watching back then did it as a full-time job but then when like the the second and third years of the diamond minecart were the years where gaming on youtube just went crazy like the numbers that game like all of the top channels on youtube were gaming channels and just that's part of the luck of it i guess i I was there right time with the right content i guess yeah
0: i mean i mean i my, my my kind of um introduction to, to you and, and, to, and to your content was kind of was very interesting so obviously I, I, I did some work with Activision I was working with some YouTubers with Call of Duty and those kind of games and I was mm-hmm. and I was learning about kind of like the the YouTube industry as I was going kind of thinking wow these kind of creators were making these videos and I kind of knew of you know the big names and things and I I was brought in to 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 produce Legends of Gaming if you remember Legends of yeah. Gaming, Dan. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, I mean, 20, okay, I mentioned this in another episode, but 22 of the world's biggest YouTubers. And we had like, you know, huge names. But I remember the moment that the, the production team there uh, said to me, oh, we've got a, a, a very special guest for, for one day of the live show. We've got, we've got Dan TDM, uh, who's going to be coming along to, um, to the live show at Alexandra Palace in London. And I remember the entire internet kind of, kind of breaking uh, how ex- excited oh, they were oh no like
1: I've just had yeah i've just had flashbacks
0: <laughs> <laughs> mate it was it w- i mean it was nuts it like was mental. nuts and i remember because you because back then like you you had really taken off at this point i think yeah you, i think your your channel was just humongous to any i mean because primarily your kind of fan base on the channel is is a younger audience so yeah. you have this this sh- every every kid the world over Dan TDM is is the guy man. He's the, he's he's the yeah. guy making Minecraft videos and he's the dude. And so you had this this suddenly this special appearance and not out this random appearance happening at Legends at Legends of Gaming. I remember being there on the show floor when you arrived and it mate it was like watching a rock star being chased around an arena.
1: It was crazy. Literally insane. Like I hadn't I don't didn't at that point do many in-person appearances because I was a very shy dude. <laughs> I didn't want to do them. But um, I did, I think I did Insomnia at that point. Insomnia was the only one I would go to, and that happened like three times a year. It was one of my, my favorite events, and still some of my best experiences come from that event. Those events were amazing. And then I feel like it was a little bit last minute as well. Mm, it was, I decided I think it was. to go to Legends of Gaming for a day. And then yeah. I put a video up announcing the meet and greets. And then, oh, that was just, that but, was a whole. Like,
0: Trying to explain to, 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 our listeners right now about the, the kind of like the, the craziness, the pandemonium that ensued. Yeah. Like it was, it was kind of like, don't, don't forget here. It's not, Dan, Dan is one of like, there are 22 other of the biggest creators in the world, like massive YouTube superstars. Yeah. But, but who were announced that you were coming along just, it took it to another level. And so, I mean, I remember some of the per- parents and 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 because I, I was obviously there as a producer at the time, I was I was yeah. hosting that particular thing, but I got to be on the kind of the show floor and just all around me, just see like this this barrage of people just going from one area to the next, going. I hear Dan's <laughs> gone to this toilet, run! I hear Dan's <laughs> buying flumps and rainbow drops at this till, oh. go! You know, it was and it was it watching it was just absolutely extraordinary, and that was a real kind Chaos. of taste for me of like what your life must have been like. Like you know, living like Aerosmith or Bon Jovi, just like this kind of crazy, like this these amazing fans,
1: who yeah, obviously it was a, bit of a bit of a
0: whirlwind. I mean, was that? I mean, you say you were, sh- you were quite shy growing, like growing up. I mean, was it? I mean, that for you must have been like hugely overwhelming. Or were you? How did you, how did you handle that personally? Like, how was that for you?
1: Um, I found like meet and greets and stuff really quite difficult. I don't know. Because, like in person, and even to this day, I'd say I'm still quite a um, a reserved kind of person. Like I'm not really my full 100 percent comfortable self unless I know you for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember we were doing meet and greets in the same room with people like Syndicate, who had been in the in on YouTube for years and years before before I started, and Vicstar and Allier, These guys have been doing it for ages, and then I rock up. Oh, just, yeah. It was quite intimidating, I think, and I'd seen all these other people doing it so well. I was like, oh man, I, I really need to step up here.
0: Because <laughs> this is obviously still in a time when, when um, you know, YouTube was still kind of an emerging area for particularly yeah, parents yeah, yeah. getting used to their kids something exactly. idolizing less Cristiano Ronaldo, more Dan TDM. So there's there's this kind yeah. of a, a switch from like traditional celebrity to yeah. to internet like kind of like phenomenon. And I think a lot of parents were saying. Who who's this Dan guy? All my kids talk about is Dan, 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 and we'd have to be like, well, yeah, he's a popular guy. And they were like, I don't, where is he? And, and then when you kind of, you know, obviously there were there were so many people there trying to meet you. It's mm. um, it. I mean, for you, it must have been hugely overwhelming. Yeah, you know? and and it was it was. I mean, it was a it was an amazing amazing experience to kind of to watch that and see that. And that was that kind of was a kind of a moment for me. That a real click where I kind of thought, wow, this is this this is so much bigger than you ever kind of. You know, when you, you hear about it, but seeing it happen live, you think, wow, this is this is on a, a completely different playing yeah. field." I didn't realize that the scale of this thing.
1: Yeah, especially when you're doing like YouTube, literally even to this day is me by myself. Any YouTuber can relate to this. It's literally just you sitting in front of a screen and then live's a little bit different. But when you're uploading YouTube videos on demand, you upload them and then you see the numbers numbers and usernames that's what you see and even when you're seeing like big numbers and then you move that to real life where you're seeing them as individual people in a room you realize how many people that is actually watching and subscri- and subscribing and, and liking and all that stuff it's just its a real eye-opener going from interacting just between a screen to interacting in real life it's like a massive a yeah, massive eye-opener
0: and, you, and you've seemed as well, uh, you know, as long as I've been, you've, you've never taken it for granted as well. It's always been like, you know, you're very humble about the fact that it's, it is extraordinary. And it is like a thing that is kind of, is so unique, so rare, but it's like at the end of the day, like these are all people who have the time to, you know, take the time to watch your videos, watch the content exactly, that you make yeah. and, they, and they enjoy it so much. I mean, have you, I mean, with, with, I mean, fan interactions in general, are there any they kind of stand out for you that you were kind of like, okay, that was a pretty special moment or that was completely wacky.
1: Oh, (laughs) oh, I'm like, that's a good question. What's the goss, Dan? What's the goss?
0: But I mean, I imagine because there there must be, there must be I mean, I can only imagine there must be some very kind of strange moments when you've kind of, you know, uh, not expected a fan to be like, like, I love you. You've been somewhere kind of in the middle of, I don't know, an island in the middle of nowhere and someone's gone, I love your videos. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe
1: not whispering in my ear, but I remember being recognized in. Uh oh, what's the big railway station Grand Central Grand Central mm-hmm. in New York while I was peeing <laughs> and like obviously ma- male toilets there's u- urinals next to each other Yeah, and th- th- I'm I'm peeing and yeah. the kid comes th- th- the kid comes up to me is like oh can I get a picture <laughs> I was like oh, if you wait outside then sure <laughs> that one always sticks in my brain it's just so so surreal and funny at the same time i mean it's <laughs> uh, it, you know that's a uh, com-
0: yeah so that's a very interesting situation there, Dan. done very interesting situation yeah that's, that is a savage situation that really that's <laughs> exactly yeah, what that is. that's it right there i mean you i mean i mean talk about success as well because I'm, I'm really keen to kind of you yeah, know talk about how the the phenomenon that is that is what you've done and created and you've done things other creators haven't you know, haven't even come close to doing in in the in your kind of like your your journey yeah. and on, on you know in in this industry, I mean what you, uh, you one thing that you I thought was very cool that you did I think you're one of the first creators I, I saw that actually you released it. I remember when you released the the book the Treoris and the Enchanted Crystal oh yeah and you released a book and that was like wow you've you've, you've gone from making gaming content to now you're you've become like a you know a, 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 a author of some description you've kind of got like a book out about you and the world that you've created. Was that was that quite a special moment for you as well?
1: It was. It was kind of in the midst of all like the touring stuff I was doing at the same time. Like both of those things happened at the same time. I'm pretty sure I wrote the book cuz I was pretty I was really adamant that I would have to write the whole thing. And because it was a graphic novel as well, like a YouTuber doing a book wasn't really a new thing. Uh, lots of people had done it before but i think the graphic novel style was quite unique at that time Mm -hmm. especially taking the characters from the videos and putting them into the book as well
0: because that's what i thought was so special about it as well because you've got you've there are are a lot of youtubers or you know or kind of you know streamers um who've since released books and they're they're, they're nine times out of ten they're about their life or tips on Mm. how to you know to be a a content creator and there's lots of different books out there about people and how they kind of their journey but for you yours was was really unique in the sense that here it is like all the things that you've created the 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 adventure the the, the world the the, yeah. the 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 imagination that creative kind of soul that you've got and how you've kind of put you know you've everything that is in this book is something that you've just imagined and and brought to life just weren't people just weren't doing the same thing as you and I think that's what captured the imagination of so many of your audience as well, you know, that they could kind of really dive into this same world that you, you'd made.
1: Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> that's, My pleasure. That's, I, you that's can put good, that at that the back to of hear. the That's really good to hear because like as well with, with everything I do, I feel like I put, I put a hundred percent of myself into it. Like I could easily have got someone to write the book for me, but I couldn't do it. I had to do it myself. You know what I'm saying? I could easily, I think they even offered me, they were like, Oh, we can get someone not to write the whole thing for you, but just help you with it. And I'm like, Nope. It has to be from my brain. It'll be more effort to explain to someone what I want, and then have it be and have the final product be what I want it to be. So I might as well just do it myself. So, and hopefully, and I think that's why it, the extra stuff I do connects so well with the audience is because, like with the tour as well, and the and the book, they're one hundred and ten percent me. Do
0: you I mean with the tour as well, which was just something else, it was just such a, a brilliant thing I mean what was it what was the experience like doing a tour because obviously here you are from making you know a shy a relatively shy guy from making kind of yeah. like your yeah, Pokemon videos, just showing your hands until the Almighty face reveal. Uh, I love those crazy <laughs> videos and then, <laughs> and then you and then you and then there you are in front of a live audience like what was what was that like going from being in your room quite insular making videos to suddenly being in front of like a a theater full of people
1: mental i think the the tour will always be the craziest thing i've ever done like always it'll be the most incredible experience, most scariest thing I've ever done, and the time where i've just evolved as a person and just learned so much about myself and just the people that support my videos too it was just such a unique experience that yeah I'll just never forget it it, it was insane insane amazing scary all at the same time
0: <laughs> yeah because I guess I guess for you as well you've got to run you, you're, you're kind of you you have a channel that you want to upload videos to obviously there's a lot of people that can't yeah. get to work because the, the tour was I think the tour was in the UK.
1: And then it you went four, to yeah, America. Four days in the UK first. That's all it was. Four days. And I, I remember specifically one of the the producers of the show. He didn't say this to me before, but after we'd done maybe half the entire tour, he was like, you know what? When I, Brighton was the first date and I had never performed in front of a crowd like that, a, a scripted thing. This was a proper, not just playing video games on stage. This was a proper scripted show. I had to remember all these cues and had a I had a, co-star with me as well who was relying on me for those cues and we had to bounce off of each other and he said when we were watching it he was just like I hope he could do it (laughs) they had no idea if it was something that was going to work or just not work and luckily it did
0: basically uh, in a theater and you're doing all the cues as you would do as an actor on a stage you kind of you know you've got lines to remember you've got cues yeah, to hit positioning i mean there's that's so there's so much that that's years of training you've suddenly got to be thrown into the deep end there and they say right dan when you ready take it away
1: yeah it was kind of crazy and you can't prepare for two thousand people in a room you just can't it's so hard Because you can you can perform it and it'll go swimmingly in front of the twenty people, which is kind of what we did for our practice. Um, But and obviously all your rehearsals are just you and the crew in 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 the team in a in a room. But when you step. onto a stage and you have all these people in front of you it's a completely different experience and I remember when I did my bigger tour recently there's and that was I was like between 8 and 10,000 people in a room when I stood on that stage for the first time we only did 4 shows for the first time I forgot everything like literally everything left my brain because there was nothing that could prepare me for that amount of people in that room there's no way you can prepare for it.
0: Were there, were there any moments in the show like across the tour that you did that you kind of went, oh, I cannot believe that just happened? Or you had to fly by the seat of your pants because something went wrong? Was there, did you, how, how did you kind of get around? Did you ever kind of have worries that something was going to go hideously wrong? Or did, did it all just kind of come together okay?
1: Yeah, I'm a perfectionist. So when I'm doing my videos... Like before the tour stuff, when I was doing my videos, it was just me if I, if something went wrong, it was on me. I knew what my wanted my videos i knew what I wanted my videos to be, and I made them whereas with the tour, you have to delegate that out and have other people like an entire team crew and everything to make your dream work and it's it was it was a big experience to get used to, like making that work, but of course loads of shows there were just little things that didn't go right which would get to me at some point but then when you're doing it every day and you're fully in the tour mode it's just part of live performance
0: yeah obviously with coming you know going to these live shows well you've got a lot of parents who who are there with their kids didn't you have like a bunch of like celebs who kind of like had came backstage with their kids they were like yeah all right dan yeah you're there suddenly thinking this is this is madness this i'm, I'm meeting so many people who this is absolutely great <laughs> yeah too. did you Was, that, there
1: anyone was that-, the, that was the la show so okay. la is like obviously a home to everyone and um yeah a few people were like because it was the oh i can't remember the name of it but it's where the, the oscars is it the oscars are held
0: yeah so the hollywood the hollywood hotel or something the holly uh, the beverly hills oh, I hotel or something why can't i remember what it's called
1: forum so oh yeah the anyway forum, yeah. it was it was there and um so pretty prestigious venue. And then afterwards, you're told like, yeah, these people want to not only come to the show, but then say hi afterwards. It's just like it's a whole new world. The tour was just, yeah, an absolute whirlwind and the best thing I've
0: ever done. You know, I I was in I was at E3 doing some work in L.A. Um, in that kind of area. And I remember walking down Sunset Boulevard and I and I and I took a picture of it walking down Sunset Boulevard, there was a giant billboard, which just had your face all over it, uh, yeah. advertising your show. And I was like, that, that is a, one of the most bucket list things ever because Dan's now <laughs> officially a total baller. But that was like, that was, I mean, that, that must for you as well, must've been a really surreal moment to see that kind of thing happen.
1: Yeah. Really surreal. That was, I'm pretty sure that was the YouTube show, wasn't it? Uh, so mm-hmm. that was all thanks to YouTube that happened. Um, Yeah, that was to promote the the YouTube at the time YouTube Red show, but now YouTube Premium um, show that we did, which again was in between the tour legs as well. So like this span of two years, we fit in so much, and it was insane. Actually, insane.
0: Was it hard being away from Gemma and the dogs as well when you when you were doing it? It Must have been really tricky. Yeah,
1: that's my least, easily my least favorite bit because at one point my longest stretch was seven weeks. And we're a couple that spend pretty much every day together. We moved out when we were like uh, 18 and we've spent every day together since. So seven weeks apart was just, to be honest, it was okay for me because I was so busy. But knowing that I'd left Jem for seven weeks was, yeah, that's really hard. And part of the reason why I don't think I could do it again.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot. I mean, seven weeks, you know, particularly now as a dad as well, being a dad, that's that's That's... so much to leave with your, your, your other half, isn't it? There's so much, Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot. You're one of the, you know, a a creator as well, that's been widely reported. I mean, I I think, I think that's the thing is, is compared to other YouTubers out there as well, you, you, you kind of hit this, hit the ground running and suddenly it just exploded and you went from kind of doing the kind of like the, the local stage shows like Insomnia and such. And and suddenly you Mm. are on this huge grander scale did you find as well that the that there was a lot of pressure attached to what you were doing as well when you were, when you were making content? Was there was there a lot of that? Like, did people change around you at all? Like other people, other creators at these events and things you were going to? When you started to become like the the headline talent, if you will, did people change around you at all?
1: No. I think every Insomnia were always my favorite events because it was literally a 24 hour convention. Not for, like, people would leave in terms of people that weren't doing um, booths or creators and stuff. They would all leave at about 6 p.m. But then the whole thing would stay open still. So all the creators, all the people in the booths that were running, like, the the game companies, everyone would hang out. And it would be such a unique and just a great experience because everyone, 99.9% of YouTubers are really, really nice it's true. It's true. Everyone is super lovely. Like yeah. really
0: lovely. Um, and the circles that we've been lo- fortunate to be in as well, they just everyone seems, everyone's very welcoming and very kind of very yeah. cool, which is which is great to see as well. 2017 uh, was kind of the time we started kind of, I, th- I think we worked together a few times, be it Legends of Gaming and a few other th- things like Insomnia too. But I remember that was the year that Forbes came out and they were like, right, here are our highest grossing YouTube earners of the year. Was it weird for you seeing kind of things like that, your, your kind of earnings portrayed in, in the media? Was, that quite, did that, was it quite a, a tricky customer, something to address at all?
1: It was quite difficult because that was the time when YouTube had popped off big time. And then a couple years, maybe, maybe a year or two later, traditional media had been like, wait, hold on. <laughs> How much are these guys making <laughs> for playing video games? how many mil- <laughs>
0: How many millions of millions are they making
1: yeah yeah, yeah okay. like, wait what and then um as well, people that aren't in that world in even in like your families and stuff, now all of this information that I keep really private anyway now with one single article from such a reputable source in traditional media, like now everyone knows yeah and I'd kept that kind of... It's not It's not about that for me. Like obviously, it's, it's nice. It's kept my family uh, and my future extremely secure. But it's not something I ever really talked about before then. So when that article... I knew that article was coming out two days before it went live. And also... So I got it two days before. Didn't see the article. And I didn't know where I'd placed on the list either. Because there's a big difference between the person in first and then the rest in the list because I knew if someone hits first that's all the headlines are going to be right it's always it's going to be about that so I knew I was on the list because they told me and they asked for like they ask you for your for your earnings don't tell them they just kind of guess and then the day after that so the day before the article comes out the media get hold of it they get like a their embargoed though, so the the information starts trickling in to my inboxes and contacts and stuff. But then, so you know, stuff is about to get pretty big. And then, the day that article, article goes live, it just goes mental. I remember me and Elspeth, who's my manager, was sitting looking at the inbox, and we were just like, "Oh, how do we, how do we, how do we, how do we handle this? What's going on?" <laughs>
0: Did you, did you? I mean, because because I mean, they obviously reported it was an extraordinary amount, and you, I mean, at that point, you're right. I mean, that that's something I didn't I really thought of really. The impact not on not on just the way that the the you know the the, the audience kind of sees you, but the way in which your family and friends must kind of something because it's basically like you know someone the equivalent is kind of like winning the lottery or something. People suddenly see yeah. you know how much you're earning. It, it did it did it have was there an impact? Did people kind of did the, people close to you kind of treat it you any differently? Or did everyone kind of remain relatively the same?
1: Like most people, most of my friends are YouTubers anyway, so they kind of get it. And, but in terms of family, I don't think they knew that I made videos, but then when, when information like that comes out, sometimes that justifies the job. Cause you say, oh, you're a YouTuber. They're just like, oh, that's weird, but cool. But then when it comes out on that kind of scale, in terms of that much money as well, people know now how much money you earn and have, it's an incredibly... I feel like it's quite a personal thing to just have thrown out there. Yeah, massive. Because like you said, yeah, loads of people. Like no one... It's known as like a rude question to ask someone how much you earn. But that's something that was now. Now everyone know the answers to that question. So yeah, I did have some issues for people that are really close to me, which are ironed out now. And I think even to this day, it still affects me. It's like really really hard to deal with that kind of stuff which i know sounds like a, a real first world problem but it's... Oh, i could
0: imagine you know i could i can mean, i could imagine going to a
1: restaurant uh, yeah um, and you know
0: everyone knowing that you've got x amount of cash in the bank and then the the, the restaurant bill comes and everyone just turns and goes uh adam are you gonna get this <laughs> they go what? why me why you get it if money isn't a motivation as, as much as it you know, may have been for anybody, I'm hmm. not saying you know, could, anybody could be motivated by money, but is it has it changed your attitude to what you're creating? Like, have you looked to different ventures and thought, okay, I'm more, I want to kind of focus more on what I'm interested in? You know, money's not money's not an equation anymore. It's more about just what I want to do creatively. That's what inspires me now.
1: It's always been about the creative stuff. Always for me, it's the creative stuff. Like the book, for example. Like I said, I could have had someone write it for me and it'd have been fine. earned money from it, great. But I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be my book, you know. I wanted to be the one that wrote it. Like with the tour as well, complete pa- passion project. Started with four dates. We did four dates. We break even. Awesome. Uh, if it didn't go well, it didn't sell well. We, we just won't touch it again. But then it turned into this, just like crazy almost 100 shows around the world. Same with the the tour we just finished as well, which was only four shows. I'll be honest with you, that broke even. So that, from a business perspective, maybe not the best idea, but from a creative perspective, absolutely loved it. Yeah.
0: I, you know, one of, one of the most amazing things, we touched on it very briefly earlier on, but I was lucky enough, thanks to you and your brilliant team around you last year, to get an invite to your Wembley Arena show for the contest <laughs> that you did. Yeah. And I, I cannot tell you, mate, like as someone who's been very lucky to be in positions as well, where I've hosted to large audiences, Yeah, I felt so enormously like happy for you, whether it's like I was weirdly proud in some weird way, but I saw that you held Wembley Arena and you performed in the show, and I I couldn't help but just think, man, he is absolutely killing it. Because that is not easy to do that when you you you, you know now you're, you're you create a brand new show where there's different teams, there's 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 you're kind of interacting with kind of voices coming from like behind the stage, and there's like you know videos and and all kinds of different stuff, and like and the way you did that was unbelievable. That transition as well, that kind of growth as a person, as you mentioned, is is. Uh, mate, it's it's massively admirable. It was I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, "This is unbelievable, Dan." Thanks. It was.
1: It I was had amazing. that feeling because Wembley was the first one, wasn't it? The first yeah. show we did of that yeah, was, yeah. that four show run. Yeah, I just same for me. I just stood on the stage. I was so awestruck and just yeah, completely awestruck, taken aback. I forgot what I was going to say, and I, yeah, I can't explain that feeling. It's it's but, nuts.
0: It you I mean, must have made it must have meant everything to you having having Gem luck on the front row seeing like your your family yeah. and friends are there were trying to celebrate. I mean it must it must have been like kind of one of those moments you thought, man, this is, I've I, I, I've this has been it's all come down to this, you know everything I've ever done up to this point. I'm so pleased yeah. I'm here right now. It's oh it's amazing to see, mate. I mean I, I got to say you did you did do you have done one thing in your career though that that is my personal dream that you've achieved and I'm absolutely devastated by it, but I'm also really this? happy for what is you, this? mate you were the voice of a character in a Disney film, mate. You are in, oh. film, mate. I'm, 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 I'm spitting feathers, bro. Okay. You were in wreck it. Ralph too. Like Ralph breaks the internet. What was oh, that man. experience? Like you played E boy,
1: right? In, in the movie E boy, which is a funny I'm character so name t- now. Um, <laughs> as I said, I've been a, a lover of animation and particularly Disney. Um, for, since I was born and, just having that opportunity i know it's the only uk version but still still got to go to the like literally disney animation studios to do this and it was just meant just mental absolutely crazy honored to be able to do that
0: did you i mean is it one of those kind of pinch yourself moments i bet
1: absolutely yeah especially the big pinch yourself moment was because i, I love the whole going to the studio and stuff because that's why i love to to explore music studios and that that's why i studied at, at uni so i was loving that animation absolutely loved it being at disney loved it but then when you went we went to the premiere in london and then the voice of me came out that character on the screen that was nuts oh, man, I just,
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm just so jealous but i'm so happy but i'm so one happy day. one day I, one day man but i think i think that you know, you're right i think it's it's one of those things, though. It's kind of like you know, it's it's opportunity comes knocking, and something like that happens. And you, you know, you see, I guess, I guess, pretty much everyone from Tom Hanks to anyone who voices a character in a Disney movie, it's like here's a legacy that's been around for you know for yeah. almost a hundred years. Uh and anim- and if you're someone who who you know began with stop motion animation, I mean, what better place to kind of like you know work in that environment. You're, you're at Pixar. And, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely incredible. I mean, with, with this, you know, we, we come full circle here. Like, what you know, what? But with the whole kind of, you know, this incredible career you've had uh, to date, there's still plenty more to come. But I mean, what's what's been, what have been some of the toughest moments for you personally about the, the success and the challenges you've kind of faced along the way? Has there been any thing particularly that kind of sticks out for you? Like that's been really tough to get past or get through?
1: Ooh. Good question um, he, there's been there's been quite a few to be honest. I've struggled with anxiety quite a lot of my life. like, like I said, I was shy in school, that's all anxiety driven and then through just all this attention, uh, I'm not a guy that that likes a lot of eyeballs on me, and um, it turns out there are a lot now <laughs> um, <laughs> almost, so I, that I almost that, 24 million Dan just to, yeah do, I found or, that or just really yeah. really hard to deal with and I think as well the main part was like when all the money stuff came out and then people were like who is people almost I don't even know if this is true but some people would then almost think of you as a different person and I'm like no I'm literally just I'm just me you know <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm extremely lucky I'm extremely fortunate I have worked hard, but there is an element of luck to it too, where things have gone really well for me, but that is something I've struggled with for a long time is just thinking that everyone thinks of you as this person who's like, whether it's because you have nice, a lot of money, a nice house that you're above them somehow. Like I never want anyone to think that of me ever that I'm above them because of anything I've done or anything I have. I'm, I'm just a normal dude <laughs> when it comes down to it, I'm just a normal guy <laughs>
0: the huge huge global audience you have of younger people who are, are yeah. so inspired by what you have achieved you know and love to watch what you know they love to watch your videos over and over and over again it's kind of like taking over it's taken over you know cartoons in a way you know kids watching you it know, really
1: has yeah it really YouTube,
0: has YouTube kids is, is massive and people like watch you know my little boy, who's two and a half, just loves watching videos of other kids playing with sand and stuff. Like, he just loves that. that <laughs> it's just, it's mad, absolutely crazy. Yeah. I mean, now, now that you're now that you're, a, you're you're a dad yourself, mentioned earlier on. I yeah. mean, will it, has has that affected how you've created videos since? Inevitably, it must have done.
1: Yeah, like the the schedule of creating videos is very, or oh, there isn't one. <laughs> there is not <laughs> one now. It just as and when I can make them, especially at the beginning, because as you know, it's like it's. You just take each day as it comes, as as a new parent. Yeah, and I think a lot of people who are who are parents can relate to that. And yeah. as well, something I struggled with at the beginning was making the decision to go to work. Like if I had a a nine to five in an office, I'd be I'd be forced to go to work. That, that's where I have to go at that time. But I found it very difficult to decide to not just go to work. But my job is playing video games, so I felt and I love it. I absolutely adore my job. So going from quite a st- stressful point in your life and leaving my wife with a newborn, which we're both learning about minute by minute, I found that quite hard to then try, I, I guess to try and fit dad life in with my job. Yeah. It's, it's mate,
0: it's, I mean, it must be massively tough.
1: I mean, I mean yeah. speaking of
0: gaming, do you actually get a chance to play anything just w- which you aren't doing for work? Do you just, you get to play games just for you, just having fun? Or is that kind of out the window now?
1: I do now, uh, now that sleep is not guaranteed, but close enough, we get like at least two or three hours in the evening. Me and Jem usually end up playing video games. <laughs> so, um, but as well, like if I have a spare couple hours, I stream it. <laughs> I'd stream playing video games. That's, that's what I, I love to do. I don't just love playing video games. I love sharing it with other people as well. So I, I'm, I'm lucky in that respect that that's also my, my job
0: we do we got to get online and play some fall guys together
1: we got to our oh, team, team up there. oh man love that game so love much. it love it i mean i mean that's that's one thing
0: i noticed as well obviously streaming is a lot easier because you're creating content but it's 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 immediacy there's no there's no i mean anything yeah. it's just it's just done i mean you are obviously clearly enjoying it watching you on twitch like you, the community is there and supports you and mm-hmm. it's growing all the time i mean particularly as a parent it's 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 brilliant to be able to stream and, and do that as well right
1: yeah you're right uh, like before before ashley was here I made the decision to get an editor because I was still doing all my own editing. And that was a godsend, especially in hindsight. It was, it had to be done because now I can just, if I have an hour or two, I can record a video. Then that's, I know it's going to come back to me done. And all I have to do is a, thumb, a thumbnail. It's, it's amazing. And same with the streaming. It's like start, stop, then it's done. Yeah. It's so Go easy, live. So yeah. For two hours, end the stream. And then it's done. It's easy. And have then you, you, can, you can send that, then send that off to make a video, which is quite nice.
0: Have you thought about how you're going to introduce Asha to games one day? Like what you'll start with or when that when that will actually happen?
1: Um, I don't know. I feel like gaming is so... I feel like it's real. everyone games now. I feel like it's so... Normal is the wrong word, but I feel like back when I had a PlayStation and stuff, even before then, if you were a gamer, you're a gamer. But now everyone plays video games, whether it's on your phone or... Most households have a console. I just feel like it's just going to come naturally. Yeah. And I would I bet, imagine it's some. It'll be some kind of iPad game. I would have thought. <laughs> I, bet, I bet. I bet. as well. Like you know, parents used to
0: say, "Oh, don't you know you playing games? You're gonna burn your eyes out one day." You know, <laughs> yeah. and then you're there thinking, "I told you, mum the Dreamcast's <laughs> all seven million of them was totally worth it."
1: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for those, mum. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> appreciate <all about>. it. <laughs> um,
0: speaking of games, okay, we we in all okay. of our podcast episodes, we we talk. We always ask guests um, what their top five games of all time are now yeah dan tdm this is big yes. because this is this is Oof. we're not messing around here this is the big stuff baby this is the big stuff so what what would be in your top five list um or the, your favorite games of all time what would you say
1: uh, let's let's start with the obvious one it has to be minecraft has it to has be. to be it has to be because it's given me a lot of things in life that game <laughs> and also Okay, if there was a way if there was a way that I could see my play hours for every single version of Minecraft, I'm sure it's in the thousands, tens of thousands. I don't know. I'd be scared to see it. But um Absolutely love that game. My perfect yeah. game ever since I started playing it. Love it. So Minecraft, let's put that in there. Um seeing as though we were speaking of the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Sonic Adventure has to be on there. Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure One and Two are. I'll go back and play them now. I absolutely adored those games so much.
0: Were they? Were they top down, three D, just platform? What were, what were they?
1: So those are. It's platformer, three D, like third person, three D. It was one of the first, apart from Sonic three D. I'm not sure if that counts, but um, one of the first third person Sonic games okay and okay. i don't know what i don't know what it is about it it's just the um the story was good love the characters i've always loved sonic as a as a video game character but that had like shadow and then you could play as knuckles you could play as amy you could play as rouge you could play as big oh it's so good So yeah. good
0: yeah it's sonic sonic kicks ass man love sonic yep but i, I, didn't, I didn't really play i didn't really play adventure though Does that sound now that you're saying you'd, you would play it again and again over and over i'm like Yep. I want to test this thing out. I, I, it's I know on Steam.
1: It. Pretty sure it's on Steam as oh, well. So, living a dream there, Dad. Perfect. <laughs>
0: okay. okay, so you got you got Sonic, you got Sonic Adventure. You've got um, Minecraft. Uh, three more yep. to go. Where, where are we at? Where are we at?
1: Oof, I'm gonna say Super Mario Odyssey. It's not the most difficult game just to play like through the story normally, but while you're playing it, you have like the biggest smile on your face just some of the designs even though they're not the most difficult things to complete they're so clever so imaginative and yeah absolutely love that game and nintendo
0: they 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 smash it every single time like yeah i mean i've just started playing paper mario the um oh i need to play that Dude, yeah. get it, dude. It's really fun. Because I hadn't I not really played the one. I think it came out on the I think it was on the, the GameCube, maybe. Yeah, I didn't believe really, it was. I, I didn't play the original, so now I'm playing it. And it's got this kind of crazy, like, kind of like battle system, like this this turn based battle. It, it, mate, it's it's wicked. Like I'm really, I'm really loving it. It's great. Um Okay, so you got super you got Super Mario in there as well. Um yeah. two, two more to go. What were you saying?
1: Oh I think I'll give special shout-outs to the Switch just as a console. This this doesn't count as one of my five, but the Switch is such a one of my favorite designs of console ever. I think it's it's incredible. Um, oh,
0: four and five. Oh no, it's tricky, mate. It's tricky. I mean, you, I mean, what, I'm trying to think of the games that you kind of like have been playing religiously on your channel over the last. Yeah, I was just thinking. I
1: I probably should give a, a place to Fortnite because it is good. I'm. I have put again so many hours into their game. I I don't, don't want to check. <laughs> so many hours, so many v bucks. Definitely don't want to check that. Um, they came out. That, they came out with their new, their own currency system today. She has the as of recording this yeah, I Have you saw seen that, her? yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So they kind of undercut, oh, no, like, they kind of um, so the Epic Storner, they're kind of undercutting like other, they're basically saying, Hey, you can buy V Bucks using all these different payment platforms or use our personal one and get a discount by using our payment platform. They basically, no. create their own F- Epic Games PayPal. Way. It's insane, dude. Yeah, and you, like, oh, you get like. oh, yeah, I see that. It's kind of crazy, it's kind of nuts. So, um, before, I mean, I, I mean, mate, I, I backseat game watching you a lot, dude. When I see you're playing Fortnite, I do watch quite a lot. <laughs> I, I've, I've been quite lucky to be involved in a lot of the esports. Other of things with fortnite so yeah I, t- I tend to keep my my ear to the ground on that puppy
1: i like it and not, on- not only have i played loads of it but i feel like it changed the game in space like crazy like one of the first huge 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 free-to-play games with the whole battle pass system seasons like Fall guys has a battle pass and season apex legends is now free to play battle pass seasons all that um I'm trying to think of some other ones there's that new hyperscape game Mm-hmm. exact based off the, exactly the same model i think they just changed the whole gaming world into yeah. like the model of free to play but with added added cosmetics and stuff i think that's thought totally. i did a, a great job at that i did
0: uh well, you've got one game left in the list
1: one i feel like i should go retro but i'm, tr- I'm struggling to think
0: I mean, I mean the, the thing is, I mean, the Super Nintendo had some great classics on there. That been, yeah, I think I think you mentioned the PlayStation as well. The kind of early Playstations, one and two and things, even those yeah. like had just great games. But I mean, the Switch. Are we, are you, you, people said lots of we had lots of Smash on the show, but we're like like Smash. I mean, there's 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 tons. I mean, there's tons. We we if you want to, we can leave it at the Switch. Just I mean, Roblox would that go in there?
1: Roblox is a good one, I think as well. That is a very a game that has changed again. It's free to play, and all the games are made by just normal people who want to get into into game devs, which is is also crazy. So Roblox. I just I just
0: realised, mate. You haven't you haven't mentioned any Pokemon games.
1: I was just about to say Pokemon Red. Right Pokemon there we go. Red, That's the one. Pokemon Red.
0: That's the one. Pokemon
1: Red. That's it. We got our top five. On the five. Game Boy. Amazing. We did
0: it. We smashed it, mate. Uh, last question. <laughs> What is next for Dan TDM? What's next, buddy? What do you what do you what do you what's the future look like oh. for you? It's a hard oh. question again. Even harder, buddy, in the top five games. But what's um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I mean, is it continuing to create, you know, videos? You could look into kind of like branch out into other different, you know, kind of things, like I think, it shows and whatnot.
1: I think my focus is, is always gonna be YouTube. Uh, Twitch is in there as well because I, I absolutely love doing the live streaming on Twitch. Um, I will dabble in a few things. Couple little projects. One in particular that's more of like a mainstream media thing that uh, we have got some interesting calls about. So I want to try and dabble in that when I've got the time. But apart from that, YouTube and YouTube and Twitch are my main things at the moment. No the ma- crazy ideas yet. The mainstream thing
0: better flipping be the Dan TDM movie. And if I don't get a cameo, <laughs> if I don't get a cameo in that bad boy, I'm gonna. I'll be furious. <laughs> okay, you're down. Oh, I hey, thanks, thanks. I mean, even like an extra in the background, just sweeping.
1: I'll take it. Yeah. Fun fact, though, there was a, a script for a TDM movie once, but I was doing too much and I just I couldn't. I couldn't. Dan,
0: do it. you could have had a Hollywood
1: movie. <laughs> I know. Oh.
0: It's, it's uh, never too late. It's never too late. Something had to go. Something had to go, <laughs> and you chose the, the Hollywood blockbuster. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Great decision. Uh, Dan, it has been an absolute joy having you on, man. I've uh, loved been it. Fun. Thank it's you been for so- the invite. Uh, my pleasure. And thank you. Thank you for uh, you know taking the time out. Your very first podcast here on, on, on the show, The Savage Situation, has been an absolute uh, pleasure. And hopefully I'll see you soon. If not in person, we're definitely gaming online together.
1: Of course. Yeah. Fire up, four Guys. Uh, love to uh, Gem and Asher, mate. And uh, I hope thank to see you. you soon. Take care, buddy. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the show. Don't forget to subscribe to the series so you're notified when The Savage Situation is back with a new episode. And if you enjoyed it, then rate it. I'm also on Twitter at Adam Savage. Drop me a follow and be sure to share how much you enjoyed this podcast with the people around you. Until next time, it's goodbye from me. Next week on the Savage Situation Gaming Podcast, Shocks.
1: He said, well, have you ever read off a teleprompter? And I was like, oh what now? And I read off it and he just, I saw his face just going, Hail and going like, oh my god! Well, um, we're going to have to do this. Uh, we'll do it live. You know, like they say in the movies. Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend once upon a
0: time a knight in shining armor slew a dragon while a princess was locked in a tower
1: waiting- cool story bro but let us take it from here girl tales is a kids podcast of feminist stories for a new generation girls
0: go on adventures take risks and become their own heroes we've got new stories every monday find girl tales wherever you
1: get your podcasts and join the fairy tale revolution today. A recommends
0: a massive thanks to you guys for listening to this episode of the Savage Situation podcast. It's been so much fun. Uh, do as well, make sure to check out the YouTube videos. Mentioned this at the beginning, we have all these videos of the, the episodes on YouTube. We also have as well highlight clips. So make sure to check it all out. Savage Situation podcast. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram you know, we want to grow this community as big as we can. And you guys have been so supportive so far, and it's going to get bigger, better, faster, stronger. Thanks so much for listening. Take care, and we'll see you next week. That's right, on the next one. Take care for now. Thank you, and bye-bye.